0: You've had a month now, and you still haven't found it. What are you out there doing right now? Are you even listening to the clues? Do you want to win the KOs or not? Listen to the Mix FM. JJ, gosh, tell them what they got to do, man, because obviously
1: they aren't doing it right. you got to be listening for the clues again each weekday morning when you wake up bright and early at 6 a.m., Matt McKee, Matt and the morning crew, they'll have that clue first thing for you bright and early each weekday morning. Again, go out and find that key packet. We stashed it good somewhere across southern Ohio. We're not saying where. You just got to listen for the clues. And again, when you think you know where it's
0: at, go find that key packet. Stop by our Total Media Studios at the Stockbeister Plaza on Main Street in Jackson. Turn it in, and you're going to write off on a KO Predator 125 or a K-O, uh, K.O. Storm 150 from your friends, a Honda, Suzuki, Polaris, k and Jackson and Total Media. Better hurry or it's going to be well used.
2: Nah, uh, I, I um, take umbrage with your statement. Good morning. Good morning. We're in an argument. We're in a heated argument here.
0: Well, I so what what all right. So, we're get right want to get right into it? Yeah. Right. Hi,
2: welcome to, the, welcome morning to show. the morning show. We're in a great
0: big fight this morning. Well, it's not a great big fight. I so all right. So, we're talking about ghost kitchens. Yes. And so what is what is your experience with this? Cuz I think maybe we're talking about two slightly different things.
2: Well, I look at like a ghost kitchen as um like for example, the brewery. Take the brewery. Okay. Um, we're not open on Mondays. Mm-hmm. So to me a ghost kitchen is somebody comes in on a Monday when the brewery is not open, takes over the kitchen, um, you know, does their own mm-hmm. thing on a Monday when we're not open and utilizes that space. So to me, ghost kitchens are like, a lot of people can't afford to open a brick-and-mortar store right away, right? So, and put in a kitchen and mm-hmm. do all the things that are needed because it's super-duper expensive and there's all kind of, you know, licensing and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So, they go to kitchens that aren't being utilized that day or that hour mm-hmm. or whatever and cook the food, serve it out of a space that would typically serve something else.
0: Yeah. So, so I don't know that... All of these places are necessarily places that are not open at certain times. Yeah, so that's where so, I got confused. So a lot of the, so like uh, so just for example, we're we're really getting into it. so yeah. for for those that we need aren't, to
2: back up a little yeah, bit. <laughs> so for those that aren't
0: familiar, um, this really kind of became popular during the pandemic. It did the concept of what's called a ghost kitchen, and what this is is basically a sort of a lot of them are kind of novelty restaurant brands. Mm-hmm. That are don't have their own location or right. are just out of like a commercial kitchen that doesn't have a traditional storefront, and it, it's really about the the branding. And what we got talking about this is Dylan recently went to one in Columbus called Mr. Mr. Beast Burger, which is like a hamburger place named after a YouTuber, and they okay. are serving the the this this u- novelty YouTuber food out of. <laughs> Nice Italian restaurants. Okay. So, in the case of Mr. Beast Burger, they use the kitchens Bupa de Beppo, Bertoli's, and Bravo. Okay. So, I'm guessing the one in Columbus is probably a Bravo.
2: Um, All of those places are in Columbus. All of those
0: places yeah. are in Columbus. Well, so, I don't
2: know about Bertoli's, but I know Buca is downtown and Bravo, there's a okay. couple of locations there.
0: So, D- Dylan, when you went, what day did you go to, day and time did you go to? Mr. Beast Burger. was it was a Saturday,
1: I believe so. Yeah,
0: and was were they only <laughs> open on Saturdays or?
1: No, I think they they had like customers going in like trying to get tables and stuff as we came in and yeah. Got it. So wait, so, what,
2: where did you go? Like, what um, physical location
1: did you I'm, go to? I'm not really sure what it was called. I was really just following a map that said Mr. Beast Burger up ahead, and then I looked up and I was like, oh, this does not say Mr. Beast Burger. So
2: was it a? Like restaurant called something else that you went into, yeah, and were they open yeah. like as yeah. the normal restaurant? So,
0: yeah, so the Bupa de Beppo in Columbus is open every day. Yeah, um, on Saturday it's open from eleven to eleven. Mm-hmm. So they were almost certainly operating their regular kitchen at right. the same time they were making Mr. Beast burgers. So I've
2: never heard of that. I guess is my yeah. point. I
0: I think that I think that is the most comp. From what I understand, that is how most of these places work. Is Mm -hmm. it's the same kitchen staff preparing the food for both things?
2: Okay, Hmm. never heard of that.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. It's my understanding that's the way the majority of these places work, and that's the criticism of them too—that they're essentially making kitchen workers
2: double double, duty,
0: double duty, cook for two separate restaurants.
2: Yeah. So yeah, I don't, I don't really understand that. I understand someone borrowing someone else's kitchen. Mm-hmm. That makes total sense yeah. because it's not being used that day.
0: Right, but, yeah. You know, like, bring, and, and during you know, do co- your own thing. Yeah. And during COVID, I think it was a little bit more of that. It was a lot of that. Because places like Bupa De Beppo were dined in restaurants, were not, they were not doing carry out or delivery, things like that. So it made sense for these places mm-hmm. to kind of move in and use the kitchens that weren't being used. But it, I think it has evolved into more <clears> just these pl- people having to do twice as much work yeah that's uh,
2: that's strange yeah
0: so for example here's a couple that are operated outside of denny's the burger den and meltdown you know denny's hmm. is basically a 24 hour chain yeah you know um and there's a couple that are operated at a tgi fridays uh, cosmic wings is operated outside of applebee's um O'Charlie's charlie's has them red Robins has them chili's has them even chuck e cheese has them weird yeah so, and a lot of these are like named after celebrities. Like Mr. Beast Burger is probably the most n- notable one. I'm not. I don't really know much about Mr. Beast. You want to? Yeah, explain tell, who explain, Mr. Beast is. Uh, I just know it. he's a
1: YouTuber, and I think he. I think he does like. I don't know. I think he gives stuff away, right? Yeah. So Mr. Beast was originally just like a normal YouTuber. He was like counting the like saying the alphabet thirty times on a YouTube video. People would be like, "Oh, this is funny," so they'd watch. And then he slowly gained some popularity. And once he had some popularity and some money, he started doing bigger things. So instead of counting the alphabet, it was like buying like 10 cases of cereal and then eating all of it. You know, just like weird things like that. And then when he gained even more money, he started doing bigger things like last to leave the circle gains $100,000. And then he like started going like crazy big, like. Uh, I had, I offered a man to stay in a house for three months. And if he gets, if he's lasts, he gets like $5 million. So it was just like bigger and bigger. And then once he had a bunch of money, he started doing charity work. So he would like give out money and like, uh, like host like a uh, food, like places, whatever it's called, you know, like, uh, I forget the name of it, like a warehouse that has a bunch of food in it and you like distribute it to different homeless shelters. Oh, yeah. And then he made a burger place, Mr. Beast Burger. And then a candy bar place, Feastables, that's like in Walmart, and now Feastable Cookies. He's kind of becoming like a big brand. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of these are uh, done by a
0: company called Virtual Dining Concepts. Okay. And so what they they do is they partner with these celebrities and come up with these sort of easy-to-prepare meals that are sort of carry-out, delivery-friendly. And then they find... Existing restaurants to let them use to produce this stuff. Okay. And there's there's a bunch of them. Yeah. But it's, it's a weird weird thing. I mean, we don't really have them here in Appalach so much. No. But we, other places, this has become really common over the last few years.
2: Well, we did um, a little bit of that um, at the brewery. And it was kind of popular for a minute, but then it became so much work, we Mm -hmm. stopped doing it where when we had Archinetti's and the brewery and Archinetti's wasn't open on Sunday, but the brewery didn't have per se, you know, a full kitchen. Mm -hmm. We did a couple of what we called Mm pop-ups where we would go over and cook like some really cool, like we did a, Jamie called it chicky chicky pow pow or something and it was like all like a chicken concept of that day. Mm-hmm. We did all this chicken stuff, yeah, out of the Archinetti's kitchen, but served it at the brewery because uh-huh. the brewery's open on Sunday. So, right. those pop ups are chicky, kind pow, of chicken cheeky, pow, pow, yeah. And we did a smash burger one one day too. But anyway, um, so yeah, I guess you got you've got like different takes on that kind of situation, but it makes a lot of sense Ooh. for people to come in and, you know, if a kitchen isn't being utilized that day, why not?
0: Yeah. So but here, so here, I don't know about I,
2: making the staff.
0: So we, he, right here, I can sign, I can sign your, well, you don't really have a full kitchen right now, but I could sign the Six Cents food cart up to be a virtual dining concepts kitchen today. You're kidding. So yeah. So you could serve Buddy, Buddy something cake slice, Faz stubs. Guy Fieri's Flavor Town, Lanky Box Kitchen, Morals Cookies, Mario's Tor- Mario Lopez has one. Uh, <laughs> you can't uh, Mar- Mario's it. Torres Lopez sandwiches and bowls. Mister Beast Burger, NASCAR Refuel. Pardon my cheese steak. <laughs> um, ah! Ro- Robert Irvin's American Heroes. Uh, the real The Real House Bowls. Uh, Shut and up. creators kitchen. So okay. these all these are all the ghost kitchens that you c- you could sign your restaurant up to be a kitchen for through virtual dining concepts.
2: That's what you need to do. Is yeah. definitely put more so stuff on yeah. your so, staff.
0: So, so their catchphrase is more money, more sales, same kitchen. Okay. Yeah. So uh, they have two thousand locations. Uh, their app's been downloaded three million plus times, and they're in six countries. Nice.
2: Well, how did you find this, Dylan? This is what I'm interested in. Like, how did you know that Mr. Beast Burger is wherever?
1: So I had been following Mr. Beast Burgers from the second he said he was going to do them. And I had always wanted one. And I kept checking the locations through their website, MrBeastBurger.com. And uh, it said like there was none in my area. And I don't know how it happened. But one day one just popped up nearby and it was that one. So when I went up to a hospital visit one day, I just swung by and there it was. Do you know, you do you remember what road it
0: was? was? Yeah, like
2: where in Columbus were you?
0: There are several in the Columbus area, actually. There's one, two, three, four, five, six. But does it Columbus happen area. all
2: the time? That's why I guess. I think
0: it's, I yeah, I think it's pretty, pretty regular. I mean, I think these things change fairly often because you saw how many different brands there were. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think uh, the, for the ones that become popular, like I said, Mr. Beast Burger has kind of been the most successful of this sort of thing. Um, yeah. So it looks like this one is maybe inside of a hotel, Sonasta Columbus Downtown. I think that's a hotel. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. So. Yeah.
2: I wonder how the logistics of that works. Like, is the restaurant responsible for, I mean, is it just, they're just using the name and they get all the money and everything too, or how, you know. I
0: mean, I'm sure that there's some kind of licensing. I wonder
2: how that works. Yeah, I don't know. But it seems to me if you're a restaurant and you're going to do that, that means that you're not busy enough. True. Right? Like, because why, if you were super busy, would you mm-hmm. add on more yeah. stuff?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Hmm. But I know. So here's an interesting. Okay, so thing.
0: this one is in Abuka de Beppo. Okay. So this the uh, it just gives you the ad. So it just gives you the addresses for where these Mr. Beast Burgers are. What is the address? So this one is 343 North Front Street.
2: Okay, so that's in the so, Arena District. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. I think that's the one I went to. And so right
2: beside Nationwide Arena.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: The big and arena. Yeah, because it was yeah. like 10 minutes away from the Children's Hospital. So I think that's it.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: so that one's a buco. That would have been right. Yeah. But uh, there are,
0: there are, uh, there's one on Nationwide Boulevard. There's one on North Front Street. There's one on Old River Road. Uh, then there's one in Grove City. Uh, then there's another one in Columbus on Morse Crossing. And then there's one in Hilliard. Morse
2: Crossing is um, Easton.
0: Mm hmm.
2: See, I think nation that Nationwide and Front Street. Um, I'll bet that's the same place. Maybe. I don't know. That's,
0: it's listed it's listed separately here. I'll bet you know. those are
2: because Front Street and Nationwide are like right in the same spot.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean they're listed as separate locations.
2: Hmm. Has anybody been to Wario's? Oh my god. If you go to Columbus, go to Wario's. If you like sandwiches.
0: Well this this one on Morse Crossing It's right
2: at, in the it's at Nationwide yeah. that's why I said okay. that.
0: Well this one at Morse Crossing looks like it is in a on the border Mexican grill and cantina.
2: Does that still exist on the border?
0: Well it may only exist as a Holy Mr. Beast burger ghost kitchen, I don't know. I didn't
2: know that on the border was still a thing. We used to go there all the time when we lived in Columbus but then they all closed. Yeah. Well, I thought they all closed, so maybe yeah. they didn't. Maybe there's yeah. one at Easton
0: still. I don't know. Um, but then you mentioned this, so sort of adjacent to this, it's kind of similar, but not quite the same thing is these pop-up restaurants. Yeah. And so that's become really popular too. Mm-hmm. And that, that's a little bit different. Most of those are moving into a, an empty space or a space that only is sort of short term. Yes. And they do, some of them last a long time because they've become so popular.
2: Correct.
0: Um, there was one in Cincinnati that I thought was so cool called the Video Archive. Uh-huh. We talked about this before. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, I think
2: we talked about yeah. it off the air. Maybe. So
0: it was like you walk in and it looked like a like nineteen eighties, nineteen nineties like video rental. Yeah, like and a then, blockbuster like a, or something. Yeah, well yeah. And then it's got you freaking pull the tape off the counter and it's a opens a door like Scooby Doo. And the the shelf with all the VHS tapes like opens up like a door. So it's like a speakeasy a speakea- kind of thing. And there's a speakeasy back there. That's awesome. And I don't know if it's still there, but it it was for a long time. Uh, and then the company that owned that, I think it's all the same company. If I'm not, I apologize for lying. But they also owned the Tokyo Kitty karaoke bar in downtown Columbus.
2: Yeah, that's Cincinnati,
0: right? Yeah, Cincinnati. Yeah. Sorry, Cincinnati. Uh, and it's the one that will serve you with a little robot. <laughs>
2: So there you go. Um, All of these fun places exist. Yeah.
0: So, but uh, I know uh, one of these that I was familiar with that I think they did this in Columbus briefly, but uh, so in Kevin Smith, he has the fast food chain Movies.
2: Movies. Yeah.
0: So okay. it is, uh, it's, you know, sort of a parody of McDonald's. Gotcha. And so they open these <laughs> restaurants as like a pop-up kind of thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's this whole like. You know, make it look just like the movie kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Go in and pay $12 for a bad hamburger.
2: (laughs) You know, it's so funny how things catch on. And, you know, you're right. During the pandemic, a lot of people did open up, you know, pop-ups or Mm -hmm. ghost kitchens and whatever. And a lot of people, too, get started um, in a food truck and Mm then... You know it becomes like this cult following, and so they end up opening a brick and mortar or whatever mm-hmm. um
0: yeah, and I think that is the sort of like which is the great glamorized story. version of this maybe, or the more like inspirational version of this story, and then like the more reality version of this is Mr. Beesberger, that it's just some weird corporation that's yeah taking over these yeah and then Other. putting putting a celebrity's face on it. Yeah, and kind of making it look like it was their idea, but it's really this big corporation. True, that's forcing these <laughs> kitchen workers. These
2: other the wor- to do yeah. more than yeah, yeah. than they so, already yeah. are.
0: So the, yeah, so it's it's a really weird thing. Yeah, it's, I think they're really weird, and I think it's interesting.
2: It's it's definitely interesting. Um, although maybe I mean you know you never know the kitchen staff may be like oh cool we get to cook something else yeah. for a change maybe
1: I and really wish Subway would do it, Mister Burger that would be so awesome. I mean, what do you
0: need what do you need to cook Mr. Beast burger food? Uh, probably a everything stove, that Subway have,
2: doesn't have. That's, <laughs> just, that's what I was getting at.
0: Yeah. You need a grill. Yeah, I don't you think it you would have a fryer, <laughs> but yeah. it would be awesome. You need two you things need Subway hoods, has. You need of them. you
2: need all of the yeah, things. You <laughs> yeah, need yeah. gas, you need yeah, yeah, all of that, yeah. So
0: so how did so what would you compare Mr. Beast burger to? Was it more comparable to a fast food burger or was it more comparable to like a steakhouse burger? There you go.
1: Steakhouse burger. It felt like I went to like an actual restaurant restaurant. But you but you had to get it to go. You can't sit down in there and eat. Yeah, you have to get it to go.
2: Was it um like a smash burger where it was like thinner and smaller or was it like a big,
0: like thick burger? I think they're big old thick
1: burgers. Yeah, I mean it wasn't like I I would say it's a thick burger, but I got the double so for me it was massive. Okay. Try to oh that's not a good picture of it. <laughs> oh yeah. That
2: yeah, doesn't that's look not, good at all. Yeah. That looks like it got hit by a car. <laughs>
0: all right. So yeah, so that they look well those look like smash burgers. Yeah,
2: those are smash burgers.
0: But that looks does not look like what that other picture looked like. No. <laughs> um but anyway, I don't know. I just thought this was interesting and we were it ki- is. we were kinda in the middle of it when we started. <laughs> yeah, so we, we just were... kinda went right into it. <laughs>
2: You know, and I was telling you that, um, you know, the same thing happens kind of with brewer breweries, like, mm-hmm. you know, because obviously brewing equipment is super expensive. So there are brewers that have kind of, um, gypsy brewing, if you will, mm-hmm. where people will just go around and, you know, utilize someone else's equipment when they, when they're not using mm-hmm. it and, and brew and then, um you know, produce the beer that way. And you're just utilizing other people's stuff because it's there and it's mm-hmm. not being used at that moment. Yeah. So there was a, and there was a brewer in Columbus and I can't remember the guy's name, but, um, they finally opened a brick and mortar, but it was called nowhere in particular. And he was kind of like a ghost to there for a minute. Like people weren't yeah. sure <laughs> who he was or where this beer was coming from, but yeah. it was really good. Yeah. And, um, but he would just kind of gypsy brew, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, so. interesting. And it does make sense. You know, if you've got equipment or you've got a, a spot that's per perhaps not uh, being utilized. Now, there's a place in um, Athens. What's it called? The Commissary Kitchen? Um, oh, I don't know. Oh, AceNet? I don't know. Where it's basically just a commissary kitchen, like a, a just a big commercial kitchen, and people come in and utilize it and make stuff.
0: Appalachian Center for Economic there. Networks.
2: Mm, I don't. Is that AceNet?
0: Uh, yeah. B- building networks, supporting innovation, f- uh, collaboration with Appalachian Ohio. I don't know if this is what you're talking about or not. Mm. Yeah, this this is probably it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So it's basically a big kitchen where you can go in, use, this, use it, uh-huh. and, you know, produce stuff. For example, like a, um, one of our regulars, Derek Allison, they have Farm on the Ridge. They raise hogs. So he would go there, make sausage, chorizo, things like that, Interesting. and then sell it.
0: That's cool. So,
2: yeah. Um, people uh, make salsas and, you know, different sauces and all different kind of things. Out of there.
0: Athens Food Ventures Center. Yeah. All right. Available rental space. All right. Let's check this out.
2: So, again, if you need, you know, if you have an idea and you need to produce something Mm -hmm. but don't have the means or the space to put in a kitchen. Yeah. Very cool. Yep.
0: Very cool. So, do you know what today is? I'll give you a hint. It's just below Christmas in Cincinnati. It's what huh?
2: Oh, opening day. It open, is opening day. Below Christmas, I'm thinking Christmas is a town. Okay.
0: <laughs> just south of Christmas, you know.
2: It is opening day. Is opening yes. Opening day. Absolutely for baseball. Yes, Major yes.
0: League Baseball opening day. 2023 very good. season kicks off. The Reds are playing the Pirates. Is it at home? It is at home. The Reds always start the season at home. That's so cool. For the longest time, the Reds always got the very first game of the season.
2: Oh, really? Yeah,
0: because they were the oldest team. Oh, okay. So that's not necessarily uh, the case anymore, but they do pretty much always have opening day at home.
2: Makes sense.
0: Uh, yeah, so the 2023 season kicks off today in Cincinnati against the Pirates. Mm-hmm. Uh, game is at four o'clock. It will be on WYPC 105.3 and 1330 AM. There you go. Very exciting. That's uh, cool. Yeah, a lot of uh, young players with a lot of potential for the Reds had yeah. not a not a great year last year, but you know
2: this will be their year. Well, we they had
0: they had they played well in 2020 in the weird COVID year. Uh, Jonathan India, of course, won Rookie of the Year.
2: Okay.
0: Uh, And then, well, I guess that was in 2021, which was still kind of a COVID year. But then last year, they really struggled. But um, we talked about yesterday, Joey Votto uh, starting the year still rehabbing an injury. Not in rehab. Not
2: in rehab.
0: (laughs) He is is rehabbing after left shoulder surgery. We kind
2: of misspoke about that. Um,
0: But, uh, you know, young players like Jonathan India and Tyler Stevens will be... Full go. Uh, Tyler Stevens had some injuries last year. Okay. Jonathan India struggled a little bit last year coming off that Rookie of the Year season. So uh, very exciting. Of course, and they're playing the Pirates. And the big uh, story this year for the Pirates, um, do you remember Andrew McCutcheon? No. So he was a big star for the Pirates, uh, okay. left in 2017, went and played in San Francisco, bounced around to one or two other teams, and now he's back in oh, in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, where cool. he started his career and where he's had his best seasons. Awesome. So I, I don't know if that means he's going to retire after, at the end of this year or not. But so that's an exciting thing for Pirates fans.
2: So are Reds games, do do they get televised? And if they do, is it on one particular network or are they kind of all over the place?
0: Uh, so the Reds games are on Ballet Sports Ohio, unless it is nationally televised
2: bally Sports. yeah so it ohio. used to
0: be fox sports ohio and it's oh, re, re- okay. rebranded to bally sports ohio which is the company that owns a lot of the casinos in ohio. Yeah, yeah
2: that's why i was like what so that that was mm-hmm. same as fox sports ohio yeah it's, okay yeah
0: it's basically the same network just with a new name okay yeah yep uh yeah blood. but
2: the good news is if you don't have any of that you can
0: still listen mm-hmm. on the radio listen on the radio
2: or no. on your Total Media Radio no. app, which is unfortunately
0: uh, Reds games are blacked out on. Oh the no, app. they are we're on not, the app. That's not, right. I'm sorry. We're not uh, legally allowed to yeah. stream MLB games on the radio. Yeah. When we had I that, that uh, Reds uh, affiliate luncheon uh, back in February, yes, this was one of the things that they talked about. So currently. Um, Uh, shoot, XM, Spectrum XM has exclusive online, serious XM, XM, I said Spectrum, um, has uh, exclusive like online radio broadcasting rights, but that contract is up either, I think at the end of this year. Okay. And that's something that's going to be renegotiated. It is a contract with major league baseball, not with individual teams. So that's a little bit of, so that's a little bit of a catch.
2: Well, that's weird. The teams don't have any control over that. Yeah the, that's teams like don't, not cool. yeah, the
0: teams don't have a, from the way I understand it, the individual teams don't have that much say in this matter. Okay. And so a lot of the small market teams like Cincinnati recognize that local radio is really important yeah. to them, like broadening their fan base. Sure. That's where, where like the Yankees, it's maybe a different story. Yeah. Um, so they recognize that it's really important for local radio stations to you know be able to do this and they're not the only team that's like that. I think they mentioned the Atlanta Braves and maybe the Milwaukee Brewers were other teams that were sort of leading this charge a little bit these teams that rely on having a wide fan base and not sure. just clumped in their metro, their metropolitan area realize that it's important and it's something that they're kind of going to the bat going to bat for and hopefully, so, hopefully that changes maybe after this year, but we'll just have to wait and see there you go yeah
2: we yeah, that would be cool because you're right, just as you know small market radio stations, mm-hmm. you know like we have here in our area, are so important to the community, I feel like that mm-hmm. is the same with <clears throat> these teams that yeah. they can be more involved with the community if they could have more community yeah. outreach. Mm-hmm yeah, so that would be good.
0: yeah Of course, we got to have the Reds Caravan here in Jackson for the first time. It was so cool. unfortunately, was a private stop this year,, uh, but we hope hope that it will maybe get to be public next year. Yeah,, uh, the same thing with Athens. We got to put on the stop in Athens this year. They've mm-hmm. the Reds have always stopped at Athens, but this was the first year that we got to be involved in it. Uh, and it was also private this year, despite the fact that it had been public in years past. So hopefully that will also be public again next year. There you go. So Yeah, so very cool. Very, very cool.
2: Love it. Yeah. So we were talking off the air, and I think Dylan was kind of um, being serious and kidding all at the same time. But, you know, we were talking about the Cincinnati Reds. Like, what is the Cincinnati, like, what is a red? You know, like, how did they get their name? And what did you say? Was it the red?
0: He thought the Red Sox and the Reds were the red same thing. Red
2: Sox. And I was like, well, you're kind of right. Because yeah. wasn't, didn't the Cincinnati Reds get their names from yeah, like, the, the red stockings? Red,
0: so give me just a second and I'll I'll, uh, I'll give you the breakdown of it. Um, okay. but basically the team was formed in 18, uh, the origins, hold on, let me, let me get this right. So I tell you, all right. So from night excuse me, from 1866 to 1896, there is a team called the red stockings in Cincinnati. Okay. This was previous prior to the national league. Okay. So that so that team folded in 1896. In 1890, the modern red so in eight all right the Red Stockings left the American Association in 1890 to play in the National League. Okay, and then um, so the
2: God, it's been around that right. long.
0: Um yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to get these dates right for you. But basically that original team folded and then a new team sort of upstarted from from that in like 1890 or whatever or okay 1911 so 1911 the mo- like the modern teams i th- i don't i'm i'm not getting these dates quite right but that that's the gist of it yeah so like in the mid 1860s a team called the Cincinnati Red Stockings started okay and that eventually evolved into the national league team the cincinnati reds reds which is has been ongoing ever since then
2: so there is no real like the you know the reds doesn't mean anything other than it started as the red stockings Mm -hmm. so that's kind of cool
0: yeah and then
2: is that offensive to someone
0: (laughs) well so red was a slang for communists (laughs)
2: <laughs> and Great. so
0: it, it was a little bit of a controversial name like during world war ii and stuff like that I could and see they that. actually uh they worked more blue into their uniforms during okay that time so yeah so that w- it was a little bit of a controversial name isn't that crazy point. that yeah.
2: like something as simple as the word red could be like
0: <laughs> well yeah
2: um offensive well, you know, you know, you get I guess I can understand why the Cleveland Indians or something would mm-hmm. be or, you know, the Redskins or something like yeah. that. But. Yeah, that's cool.
0: So do, what I mean, we've talked about a little bit before uh, you got to board up Reds games back in the yeah. back in the day and got to hear uh, Marty and Joe. Yeah. Talk off the cuff a little bit. Yeah. Are, are there do you have any other uh, like Reds memories? Do you ha- do you have any memories of like going to games so, with your dad or yeah, well, anything like that?
2: I can I, I remember specifically two Reds games. Okay. One when I was a little girl, and you mentioned my dad. So when we were young, or when I was young, there used to be a lot of trade out in radio. It's not as as so much mm-hmm. now. Yeah, like there used to be tons of trade out. So. Mm-hmm. I can remember being a little girl and um, like dad brought me and then John Pelletier uh, brought his kids and um, they always traded out Reds tickets and Kings Island tickets Mm -hmm. for, you know, advertising and that kind of thing. So I remember being little and I can remember (laughs) going to this Reds game. And of course, you know, I'm a little girl. I don't care about baseball. Mm -hmm. And I can remember because they were must have been really really bad that year. Yeah. And shocker, shocker. And I can remember all. Um, which is kind of ironic. Ryan Pelletier was supposed to be here on the a program, got called out um, on a on a fire call, I think, mm-hmm. so he could not be here today. But he, I remember him being there. But we were all little at the time, and all of them had gloves, like they were going to catch a you know, yeah, a ball. And I can remember Dad saying, You may as well leave those in the trunk. You're not going to need them. And I can remember the game went on and on and on, and no one scored. Yeah. And it was just kept going into extra innings. And finally, like, we were like, can we please
0: go? Yeah.
2: And we left. (laughs) But then you know the next day we stayed at the Lake. Kings Island Inn, and then we got to go to Kings Island, and all that. Yeah. And It was fun too. But I can remember that game like mm-hmm. it was yesterday. Cause That's funny. It was just so bad. But the coolest game that I was ever at, and I don't know if this record still stands or not, but Jamie and I went to a night game. It was a Friday or a Saturday in Cincinnati, and <clears throat> we were you know we were just sitting there, and you know. Home run, then another home run, then another home run. And, like, literally we spent the entire time standing up going, Woo! Because I think... By the end think, you
0: were tired of it? <laughs>
2: yes. I think... So it was announced during that game that it was the most home runs ever hit in, like, a baseball, like, a professional baseball game. There was, like, 11 or something.
0: Yeah let's see it
2: got to be insane right. <laughs> and i'm like it was just fireworks like the, i'm sure people that weren't at the game were like what is going on over there <laughs> because it so
0: have you ever heard the fireworks from great Amer- or well from any, i guess it was probably the same way with riverfront stadium have you ever heard those fireworks from on the other side of the river no. It is scary. I bet it, it is. It is so loud. Because you don't
2: know what's going on. Yeah. And,
0: <laughs> and it echoes over the water and stuff. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Uh, but I mo- will
2: say that game, the Reds did end up winning that game and had like the most home runs or whatever in a game. And it was like just a really fun, cool game, yeah. you know, to be part of.
0: Um, so the most home runs in a game by a team. Was the Toronto Blue Jays in 1987 with 10.
2: 10, okay. Uh,
0: Maybe it was most home runs by both teams.
2: Maybe. Like, ever scored in a game. I don't know. It was something like that. But, I mean, I feel like we just stood up the entire game. Like, we were just
0: like, whew. So... Let's see if I can figure out what this. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not finding.
2: So it is like though you're like okay. So that happened, and then the Reds won. I don't ever want to go to another game again because yeah. it's never going to get any better than that. <laughs> you know well, what I may mean? Be like true. It yeah. was fun, but there's been a lot of um like Clippers games I've been yeah. to that have been fun, and we were at one over Fourth of July weekend. Yeah, and we didn't know. Um, but like the game ended. Um good morning Kathy from Columbus. Good morning, Kathy. Um thanks for watching.
0: What's your favorite Cincinnati Reds memory?
2: Yeah, exactly. Um but it was like the game ended, the Clippers won at the last second, the whole stadium went black and everyone was like
0: <gasps> Yeah.
2: And then they just had this like crazy stupid fireworks show because it was 4th yeah. of July weekend, but we didn't know, so it was like a pleasant surprise.
0: Yeah will the Reds do a fireworks show what every Friday I think it's night? every Friday yeah yeah so they, yeah I think we maybe I think I went to the Reds for Fourth of July one year
2: oh really I think that
0: would be fun um I know we went to Star Wars firework night one time that was like recently <laughs> so that they, I mean, they it's all about so like they have themes like themes. And stuff okay yeah, they've always baseball they've always got themed weekends and stuff so I we went to the fireworks, Star Wars fireworks night one time. That was fun. Um, hmm, I'm trying to think what else like that I've seen. My sister, so my sister, I didn't, mi- I missed this. So the Reds won the World Series in 1990. Yes. And their sort of like fight song that year was MC Hammer, Can't Touch This. Oh, God. So a few years ago, it there was the whatever anniversary of that team. Yeah. And they had it mc hammer do a concert after the game <laughs> so my sister went to How the game fun. and then immediately after the game was mc hammer concert uh,
2: uh, so
0: she uh. got so she got to see mc hammer in concert i
2: wonder if he had his um sweet pants on
0: oh i'm sure he did see, i think you're too young to remember
2: mc hammer aren't you
0: well i was alive in 1990 i mean i was three but i was alive <laughs>
2: I can remember I literally had so when I would get ready for school, I had this little boombox in my bathroom. Yeah, and I freaking jammed out to MC uh-huh. Hammer's. I had the cassette tape. Yeah, every morning getting ready for that's funny for for school. <laughs> that's funny. I'm sure my mom was ready to kill me.
0: <laughs> I'm sure anyone that could hear that was probably ready to kill you after a little while. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: I also had a two live crew tape, and I'm not sure how I got that or why I had that, yeah. but
0: have, have, you've, have that's heard, a whole other story. Have you heard Matt McKee talk about having that tape when he was like a teenager and like the know, two live crew, the two live crew? Cause it was, it was one of the first like explicit, shall we say
2: album. they're, um, they are not clean.
0: Yeah. So yeah. So he's, Matt's got a couple stories about like thinking he was really getting away with something, having that tape when he was a teenager.
2: I'm trying to remember why, who, how I even got that, yeah. or why I had it. Oh, I don't know.
0: Well, anyway. uh, but so another concert that I think my sister saw at Great American Ballpark. So former Reds pitcher Bronson Arroyo,
2: okay, uh, well known
0: yep. for uh, you know his sort of music career post baseball. Okay. So she saw him do a, perform a concert after a game one year. And when we were at that Reds affiliate luncheon, Bronson Arroyo was there. Oh, really? And uh, he was talking about like his new album or whatever. And uh, Chris Henry, when they do the Q&A, uh, Total Media's own Chris Henry, a.k.a. Biscuit, looks uh. over Bronson Arroyo. Why don't you play one of them songs for us? <laughs> <laughs> <But>. <laughs> and Bronson Arroyo's like, uh, n- n- no one told me to ring my guitar. Why don't you play one of them new songs for us? <laughs> y- 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 <laughs> <Dead>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so if you could um give put a put a face to Chris Henry and his uh way of speaking, you know the kid that plays Lurch that was in here the
0: other day? <laughs> <clears throat> that would be that's hilarious yeah but, no, but anyway, we love funny. you chris yeah that was very funny uh, but a couple of memories i have of red's game so you remember um, at riverfront park the old park yes um, it was also called synergy field that's what it was called you when i was about a kid that. Yeah. um so it every it was a big like big like round building and every layer every like level was a different color and the highest level was red. Yes. So yeah. I, r- I remember going I'd to I'd forgotten about all
2: that, but yeah.
0: <laughs> so I remember going to a game against the uh, now non-existent Montreal Expos. Yes. When I was a kid.
2: <gasps> I have one more story about... Okay. okay that reminds me. Go ahead.
0: Uh, well, anyway, so I saw Vladimir Guerrero hit a home run into those red seats. And it was the most amazing thing I'd ever seen. That would
2: be. Yeah.
0: Um, and then, so then another memory... So this was one of the few... Reds road games I've ever gone to. I've gone to a few, but not very many. Uh, We went to Pittsburgh, saw the Reds, or no, sorry, this wasn't a Reds game at all. This was not a Reds game at all. Uh, This was a Cubs game. So I wanted to see Sammy Sosa play. Yeah. And so we drove to Pittsburgh and saw the Pirates and the Cubs. I was thinking, for some reason, I was thinking that was a Reds game, but it wasn't. Um, But more recently, we drove. I mean, this has still been several years ago now, but we uh, took a family vacation to Chicago and saw a few Reds games at Wrigley Field. That, that was a really cool experience. We set. Like, is that where
2: the Green Giant is?
0: That is in Boston with the Red Sox. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Dylan, there like, you go, Dylan. What? He's like,
2: yeah. It back there are around. Red Sox.
0: You brought it back around. Uh, no, the that is in Boston, not in Chicago. Okay, and what's Chicago is the called? Ivy. Fenway Park. Is Fenway in Park. Boston. That's what yeah. you're right. Fenway Park. Yeah. Okay.
2: Uh, Wrigley Dylan, Field Dylan, has Ivy.
0: Dylan's like sports. <laughs> have you ever been to a Reds Dylan? I actually have. Yeah. Um, Do
1: you I, remember anything about it other than what you had to eat? Uh, I don't remember what I had to. No, actually, it was one of the little ice cream cups. But uh, I had this like glove from it. Yeah. I remember the video I did, Salesman Jim, where he was like using that glove. Oh,
0: when he says glove, he means a foam pointy finger. Yeah, the foam yeah. finger.
1: Yeah. yeah, I got a foam finger from it. The only thing I remember is just having no idea what was going on and just mm-hmm. staring up into the sky, being bored. But mm-hmm. I was like five, yeah. so yeah.
0: gotcha. Right on. Right on. I
2: have another story, but I, I well, I have two stories now. I, they're they're all coming back to me now. Coming back
0: to you now. Yes.
2: Uh-oh. Um, and I can't think of the guy's name, so it's not a good story because I can't think of the guy's name. So I'll. Pete Rose. Oh, okay. I just remembered. Was there an Alberto Alomar or something like uh, that? He
0: played for the Indians. Oh, he never played for the Reds.
2: Okay. That comes into the story. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> two stories. First off, when we were in high school, I was in choir. Okay. And two stories. Story number one. Um, stop it, Dylan. He's making fun of me. So our choir director, Mr. Heflin, was a very, very big Reds fan, huge Reds fan. So mm-hmm. he arranged us to sing the national anthem at a oh, Reds game That's cool. one time, which is super cool, super, you know, really big privilege. Mm-hmm. So about a week before we were to, you know, we've been practicing and practicing and practicing, yeah. he comes in and he goes, well, kids. I have good news and bad news. And we were like, what? He's like, well, we're going to sing the national anthem at the Reds game. We're like, oh, yeah, we know. And he was like.
0: It's in Cleveland.
2: No. They're playing the Expos. Okay. And we have one week to learn the Canadian national anthem.
0: (laughs) Oh, just the Canadian. Okay. (laughs) Okay.
2: <laughs> so not only did the Jackson High School choir have to sing the American national yeah. anthem, we had to sing and had like a Canadian week to learn it, the Canadian national anthem. That's funny. So it was like, what? So, okay,
0: how, all right. Let me, let me try to think if I can remember. It's O oh, oh, Canada, Canada, our, our home and native, native land, land true uh, patriot love uh, in uh, our. Sons come in with, I think, glowing
2: that's hearts. We see mm-hmm. the light. Mm-hmm. Are something strong good. and
0: true? Honestly, that's pretty and good. And
2: stand by her, oh Canada, something, something, yeah. something. I mean, that's pretty good. Honestly,
0: anyway. that's pretty good that we got that for Yeah, it. it's I'm pretty impressive It's kind of like the Gettysburg. I address. don't know if I can do <laughs> our national anthem that good. <laughs> I know, <right. laughs> Oh, can you throw Rick's comment up so, there again, Dylan? What was it? Uh, so Rick's he his daughter worked at Great American, uh, her senior year in high school, and Adam Dunn, A.K.A. the Big Donkey, uh, signed a ball for her when he hit his three hundred and forty third home run. Yeah.
2: Okay. Very, very good. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So my last story about the okay. Reds game. So one year for Jamie's birthday. I um surprised him and I arranged for one of his best friends that he played baseball with from college yeah. who lived in Cleveland to come to the um to meet us in Cincinnati. And I just like put Jamie in the car and I'm like, come on, we're going yeah. somewhere. And yeah. so we got to Cincinnati and I was like, we're going to Red's game. And so we went and had a drink at the hotel uh-huh. bar, and then they showed up and it yeah. was, like surprised me. It was like really fun. Yeah. So we went to the game. So after we were staying at the Hyatt downtown. So after the game, we went back to the bar and we were having a mm-hmm. bite to eat and whatever. Well, Alberto, I think it was Robbie I think that's, Alomar. I think,
0: yeah. So his Roberto Alomar. Yeah, yeah. he he went by yeah he went yeah. by Robbie. His his brother Sandy also played in the major leagues. Okay, I think they're both in the Hall of Fame now.
2: Well, he comes into now. This is Jen not knowing one thing yeah. about baseball, and uh-huh. so. They're like, uh, and I had bought, because it was my stepdad's birthday, I had bought Uh like a foam finger and I was just going to be a smart aleck Uh and give it to him. Yeah. So they're like, oh, there's Roberto Alomar. He's in in the bar. Yeah. They're like, go up and talk to him. And of course, you know me. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go ask him if he'll sign my foam finger. Yeah.
0: And he's like, I play for the other team.
2: So I go, I didn't know. (laughs) They didn't tell me that.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, in their defense, he was like, fairly well known. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's in the Hall of Fame now.
2: (laughs) So I walk up to him like, hi, would you sign my foam finger? And he goes, not that one. (laughs) And I go, okay. And he just like busted out laughing and he grabbed it from me and he signed it. Yeah. And then he signed my chest. (laughs) With a green Sharpie.
0: <laughs> Why did you have a green Sharpie? I
2: don't, know. I don't know where it even came from. So I walked around all night with, you know <laughs> Yeah. That happened. It's a pretty good story. But I did get the foam finger signed by a player that I did not know did not play for from the
0: Reds. But hey, he's a good player. Yeah. And he he was like super nice to me and like, may have been on the wrong team, but
2: he just laughed at me basically. He was like, You're a dumb, dumb, dumb girl.
0: (laughs) Who told you to come over here?
2: And I get back to the table, and And Jamie and and Bird are just dying laughing at me. And I'm like, I hate you guys right now.
0: That's funny. Anyway, there you go. Any other? All my red stories. Anybody else share any red stories, Dylan, that we missed? (laughs)
1: Uh, so far, no.
0: All right. Well, let's let's hear him. Yeah. I don't know if anybody can beat Robbie Alamore like signing that. their chest. No, there's no comments so With far. a green Sharpie. With a green Sharpie. Was it St. Patrick's Day?
2: <laughs> I remember now. I asked the bartender if he had something to sign it with, and he handed me a green oh, Sharpie.
0: Fair so. enough. He, he, like, hands you that little highlighter that they use to check for counterfeit money. Right, yeah.
2: <laughs> you are not counterfeit.
0: You are not counterfeit. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: But... Hey, while we are uh, <clears throat> here.
0: Okay, we are y- here. You
2: know we have a cycle search clue. That's true. Today's cycle search clue yeah. is a dilly, Ooh. let me tell you. Okay. But first we want to thank some of our sponsors. We want to thank Honda, Suzuki, Polaris, Can-Am, and K.O. of Jackson. And also our friends at Mark Porter Ford here in uh, Jackson and the surrounding areas for sponsoring Cycle Search Twenty. Did I do that real good?
0: That was pretty good.
2: Yeah. And if you do want to see those two four-wheelers, they are on display out at Honda Suzuki right now and the other words. Um, And you can just walk in the front door and check them out and see what you can win. Get out there. Look for your key packet. So here is the clue for today. Day 28 of the cycle search. Actually, it's day twenty-nine of the cycle search. I screwed that up, um, and we are in week six, so we are we're getting there. You are okay. So, are you ready? Because this one's a good one. Don't look quickly. Be sure to be thorough. No need to keep searching in the home county of Joe Burrow.
0: Ooh, what's Dylan, what's Joe Burrow's home county?
1: Let's find out. No, 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 no. no. Wait
2: a well, minute, you don't know?
1: Who who's Joe Burrow? I have no idea. Isn't he in like baseball or something?
0: He is in like baseball or something. This is true.
2: This might be the worst one yet.
1: I don't know. What this is like? the worst one yet. You is think he's so? like a really good baseball player from Jackson? No.
0: No. <laughs> He's a really good football player from Athens. Oh. He's the quarterback so of the Cincinnati he's the Bengals? He's Cincinnati Bengals. He's
2: from Athens? Yep. So what county would that be, Dylan?
0: Uh, what? Yeah, Dylan, um, what county is the <laughs> city is of the Athens What is the home in? county
2: of Joe Burrow?
0: Um, Athens County? Very good.
2: <laughs> this is the worst one yet.
0: <laughs> I don't know kids these days we'll get you learned one of these days dylan kids these days
2: all right so yeah there you go okay oh i'm glad you mentioned that nick thank you so much did you hear about this obets
0: i did yeah i did see this
2: the obets thank you for reminding me the obets let's put that back up because i can't remember who else going to be there the Obets Zucchini Festival this year, which is on the south side of Columbus, uh-huh. there is having vanilla ice, tone loke, and all for one.
0: Yeah, I think there is a similar lineup at the so cool. State Fair too. Is there? I think so. Let me let me look that up. That was awesome. Mm.
2: Did you hear that? Um, also, I saw this yesterday. Garth Brooks and Dolly Parton are um, hosting one of the country award shows, like the CMAs or something.
0: Garth Brooks and Dolly Parton. Dolly? Okay. Well, that'd be fun. I mean, that would be it's good. not my. That's not for me, but yeah, if that's your thing, that's great. Oh,
2: how do you not? I mean, I don't care what kind of music you like. You get Garth Brooks and Dolly Parton together, two giant legends. When, September who will the second.
0: All that concert. Yeah. Okay. Must be. Uh so this the state fair is ludicrous.
2: Yeah. I mean
0: also, see this sounds like it might be Dylan Speed. Wait, are um, you
2: sure that one last year?
0: Uh says twenty
2: twenty three. Oh, I thought that was
0: last year. Uh they had Nelly last year. Okay. Yeah. I think it was Nelly last year. Um so this might be more Dylan Speed. Uh the kids bop never stop live tour. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We'll buy you some tickets, Dylan.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm good. You can um, report
2: live from there.
0: <laughs> uh, Who else? Jeff Dunham.
2: Who's Jeff Dunham?
0: The comedian with all the puppets.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. that's
0: a big one. I was uh, like,
2: that name sounds familiar. And
0: can... Keith Sweat with special guest Genuine.
2: Yes, my pony mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't that Genuine. Uh, the movie?
0: only thing I know about Genuine was that there was a reoccurring guest on. Parks and Rec, that Donna was cousins with genuine. Uh-huh. That's all I know about genuine. Uh, also, Third Eye Blind. Oh. Young Gravy with <laughs> BBNO no. dollar sign. With what? This dude's name is BBNO dollar sign. That is some Gen Z stuff right there. Um, casting Crows. <laughs> sticks uh, with special guest fog hat. Oh, uh, <laughs>
2: that would be fun.
0: <laughs> Tyler Hubbard and Matt Still. Uh, Lindsey Sterling, with Walk Off the Earth. So that is the concerts at the Ohio State Fair. Ooh. A lot of them.
2: Oh, Boys to Men was at the Zucchini Festival last year. Man, how do they get such good stuff in Obets?
0: I don't know. That's a good question.
2: I feel like um, our friend Jess Kelly Adams played in Obetz.
0: Oh, yeah? Yeah. I hope she got the Meat boys. the Men.
2: I know, right?
1: Okay, this one can't just be me. I'm not the only one who doesn't know who Young Gravy is. Right? I don't know who Young Gravy is. I don't it. think anybody under the age of like 17 Look knows Look up Young, who Young Gravy, Gravy and see is.
2: who Young Gravy
1: is.
0: Young is spelled Y-U-N-G.
1: <laughs> Young Gravy. Uh, Matthew Raymond is his real name, and he's an American rapper. He looks like Michael Sarah. He earned recognition when his song Mr. Clean gained traction on SoundCloud. Good God almighty.
2: Pass.
0: What about BBNO dollar sign?
1: Yeah, find out who that is. BBNO dollar sign. Canadian rapper um, Alexander Leon Gumushian, known (laughs) as BBNO dollar sign, is a Canadian rapper, singer, and songwriter. He has a best-known single "La La La."
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I bet it took a long time to write that one. Oh, I've actually heard a "La La La."
2: There's a lot of words to that song. I will bet. So
0: I bet it's got forty-seven producers too. Well,
2: okay. Truth. How many? How much are tickets, and are and have, uh, have they sold any?
0: Tickets are thirty-seven dollars. Um. The uh I mean it's still mostly available, but <laughs> one, one section directly in front of the stage is almost sold out. Almost. Those are forty seven dollars.
1: I would also like well, to Right point in out. front of the
0: stage is $113.
2: Dang. Are there tickets left?
0: Yeah, there's tickets left in most sections. There's a couple that are not sold out but close to selling out.
1: I just want to point out he has another song that came out recently called <laughs> Me 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 Me. Mm. La 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 and Me 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 Me. And Ida (laughs) Mami. All
0: right, so I just, I'm curious. There you go. La 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 is a song by American producer Y2K and Canadian rapper BBNO dollar sign um, (laughs) released in June 2019 on Columbia Records. Uh, uh,
2: Dang, we can't play any of it because we'll get shut down, won't we?
0: So this song has... Two writers, neither of which is BBNO Dollar Sign. So do you think they no. split the
2: laws? Split the laws like, hey, I've got I've got la, some la, great la, words. La, la. You yeah. come up with two. La la. Yeah. My two words were la la too. Yeah, maybe. That's why we'll just put it all together, man.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, so um, <laughs> BBNO Dollar Sign's real name is Alexander Leon Gum Yuchin. Yeah. Um, His name is pronounced Baby No Money. That's how you're supposed to say it. Uh, He has (laughs) reached over 800 million plays on Spotify and is known for his collaborations with
1: Young Gravy. Oh,
2: I guess that's why they're touring together.
1: Who
0: is from
2: Minnesota.
1: The one thing I do know about La 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 is that it gained a lot of popularity on TikTok as a song people would overlay with like highlight gaming edits and stuff.
0: Yeah. Okay. See, that's the thing. All like... right.
2: We're going to have to pull this stuff up off the air and listen to it. Yeah. I'm going to go home uh, I mean... and I'm going to tell Alexa to play Young Gravy. And Jamie's going to like be like, what? on earth are you doing
0: so they are known for marketing their single la 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 online using various websites and apps namely tinder <laughs> don't know how you promote your music on tinder but apparently that's what he did instagram tiktok and craigslist not sure how you promote your music on craigslist and tinder but that's what BBNO dollar sign did uh, the song, the song uh, was able to peak on over 20 charts worldwide and gain over 400 million streams and 500,000 sales in the United States.
2: The world is coming to an end, I'm just telling yeah. you. When you're promoting your music on Tinder.
0: I mean, I didn't know Craigslist still existed.
2: I know, it got kind of knocked out by uh, Facebook,
0: Facebook Marketplace. marketplace yeah. Um, He has a collaboration album with Young Gravy called Baby Gravy and a sequel called Baby Gravy 2. Shut up. I mean, it's on Wikipedia. It's got to be true, right? Uh, So anyway. I can't. It's 10 o'clock.
2: Yeah. Get us out of this.
0: He has a... uh, What is this? (laughs) He has a degree in ancient Greek studies. From the University of British Columbia. Now you know. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway. So news tomorrow, <laughs> right? And, yeah, and the uh, Jackson High School spring fling.
2: Okay. Yeah. So another spring fling mm-hmm. to talk
1: about.
0: And then next week, hopefully, Ryan Pelletier will be in to talk about why they um, – uh, are going to have Neil McCoy and not BB No Dollar Sign. I know at the Jackson County Fair.
2: We are going to really let them have it.
0: Yeah. Oops. We're let them have it.
2: We're going to let them have it. Let we want BB it. No Dollar Sign.
0: Baby, baby, baby no, no money. money.
2: Yeah. There you go. All right. Have a great day. It's going to be really pretty out there today. So get out and enjoy some sunshine and some good weather before it hits the fan tomorrow and this weekend. So, have a great day. Thanks for watching. And go Reds!
0: Go Reds! Bye. This just in. The Telegram News has a new website. TheTelegramNews.com
1: Same dedicated coverage. Same trustworthy news with a brand new look. Covering Jackson and Benton County since surrounding
0: areas. Locally owned and operated, TheTelegramNews.com has its finger on the pulse of the community.
1: Stay up to date on local events, high school sports, and breaking news.
0: TheTelegramNews.com Subscribe today at TheTelegramNews.com
1: Check it out.